spanning the Valley of the Sun and all across the 48th state. This is the Gatos and Chad Show. Happy, 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 fantastic Friday, everybody. We made it to the 4 o'clock hour. Oh, my good friend uh, Chad Benson is out. He'll be back on Monday. We've got the wise man Steve Sinsmeister in. Wise man. You ready to talk about uh, some issues uh, involving, oh, I don't know, news, entertainment, all that kind of stuff? It hasn't been a good week for teachers, I feel like. It's been a bad week. At least in Arizona. Well, it started with Tom Horn, the superintendent of public instruction, putting up a snitch line. Uh, and now, Which we called, by the way. We did. We called it. That it was, was fun. It was awesome. Uh, now it ends with, uh, well, there are Arizona lawmakers that would like to put uh, teachers in jail for three years. Not awesome. It never stops with these guys. So we've got 25% of teaching positions across Arizona remain vacant. And what are we doing? We are pushing teachers out of the classroom because they don't want to deal with your crap in the legislature. Uh, and we're keeping teachers from entering the classroom because, well... <laughs> You keep threatening them. So here's the latest. Here's the latest. We've got some of these lawmakers uh, that want to put Arizona teachers behind bars with this new bill. Uh, Here it is. Senate bill, whatever. 1323. Okay. So it basically says uh, if a teacher refers a student to a book that has sexually explicit materials in it. It's a class five felony and you go to jail for two years. Okay. So here's the first thing. Do these dopes at the legislature actually think that our teachers are handing out a bunch of porn? Are, are, do they really think that we're giving that, that they're giving books with smut in it to, to our kids? I mean, do they really believe? Because I know they don't believe that. Because first of all, it doesn't happen. It's a lot like the CRT discussion, the critical race theory discussions we've had on the show. You mean the thing that's not being taught in Arizona schools? There are no instances that you can point to of, hey, this happened in Arizona. Let's prevent it from happening again. It's just a preventative thing that they're trying to put in place so that it never does happen. Right. I would argue it's trying to solve a problem that doesn't exist. Here's what I find interesting about this. So there's two Republican lawmakers who are kind of behind this bill. One of them is Senator. Uh, Anthony Kern, the other Crook. one, uh, the other one, Senator Jake Hoffman. Crook. And it's not because they're Republicans, because to be honest, I don't believe they're Republicans. I believe they're far right MAGA conspiracy theorists. One's a fake elector, by the way, and should and shouldn't be a, a, a legislature. And the other guy was counting votes for the for the ninjas, the cyber ninjas. He was on the ballots that he was counting votes for. So we've got two crooks that are coming up with this stuff. Both of them were asked the same question. What is this bill actually about? And they gave two different answers. So Anthony Kern says, quote, this bill actually protects children and their fundamental Christian values. First of all, I would argue not all children are Christian. Uh, so I don't know why that comes into play. Second of all, because Jake Hoffman, he's a fake Christian. We've got the we've got some of these people who are using Christianity uh, as a way to maybe, you know, rattle their base up a little bit. But go ahead. Jake Hoffman says, quote, this bill is about stopping the sexualization of Arizona and Arizona's children. Okay. So uh, we've got two lawmakers behind this bill who are saying two different things. I guess they can coincide, but they seem to have different ideas of why this bill should exist. Here's one of my problems with it. All right. Uh, there's a lot of books that I read in school growing up. Part of the curriculum 
Because there's two different things here. There's the curriculum. There's the books you're supposed to read for school, like To Kill a Mockingbird, which has a lot of stuff in it, some mm. controversial stuff. Uh, Tom Sawyer and Huck Finn, I remember having a lot of stuff having to do with race. Sure. Shakespeare. I don't know if you've ever read Shakespeare. Probably yep. not you, Gatos, but... Uh, there's a Midsummer's lot of, night Midsummer Night's Dream. There you go. You almost named one. Midsummer's there. Night's <laughs> Night's Dreams thing. You almost successfully named one. <laughs> uh these things all have something right. not super clean about them, right? right? Whether right. it's sexual or it's race. Uh there's a lot of the N word in yep. Huck Finn. Right. Uh some of those things are still okay to teach. But these guys are worried that a teacher is going to be asked by a child, can I have some recommendations? I want to learn more about, maybe it's my sexual orientation. Mm -hmm. I've got questions about how I feel outside of the classroom as a person. Can you recommend some books to me? And these guys seem to be worried that the teacher is then going to recommend sexually explicit books to them. Well, listen, teachers are not going to give your kids smut. Um, And I would just, if any parent is worried about that, uh, you might want to take your kid's phone or you might want to stop taking your kid to an R-rated movie or you might want to stop your kid from watching TV or you might want to get your kid off of uh, TikTok because on TikTok, there's there's a lot of bad stuff on TikTok, man, uh, that's sexually explicit. So if you're worried, if you're a parent out there, you're worried about a teacher giving your kid smut. Well, you gave your kid a cell phone and you know what? You should check your child's phone for pornography. That's the first thing you should do. You shouldn't worry about the teacher. Listen, I don't want a teacher giving a dirty book to a kid, but I'm pretty sure that's not going to happen. What I am pretty sure that is going to happen is your kid's going to find some sort of nasty thing to look at, and it's not going to come from a teacher. It's going to come from your child's phone. The st- What's worse, the stuff that your kid watches on TV or online or the book your kid's teacher recommended. Come on. Let's have a brain in our heads. Uh, And by the way, let me just enlighten these two lawmakers who, again, are crooks. Uh, In this thing, it says, listen, if a parent will sign off, it's all good. It's a required law, you geniuses, for parents to sign off on the books their children will be reading. Every single one of you parents, you should know exactly what your kids are reading because you wrote your name on a piece of paper that had the name of the books. But what they're saying is you're talking about curriculum. They're talking about extra stuff outside of school. They're talking about the, the kid goes to the teacher privately after class and says, you really think can that you make some recommendations? Every day? Really? I don't think it Come does. On. And if it does, if it did happen, I'll I t- think it's the responsibility of the parents to report it to the administration and the administration to handle it internally. I don't think that you need to make a law for um, every little thing. Uh, listen, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm calling the snitch line right now. <laughs> I'm, calling, I'm calling Tom Horn snitch line. That's what I'm going to do. Oh, it's just, just not. It's unbelievable. Do we need to make a law to not touch the hot stove? No, you just know not to touch the hot stove, yeah, right? Right. Not everything has to have a law. Right. In it, my opinion, I, I agree with them that I don't want these things happening. I don't want teachers handing out explicit material to kids either. I don't want that. Right, and they're not. But I don't think we have to pass a law that says, hey, by the way, you shouldn't do that because it's not a part of your these, job. These, you just should know that. Listen, these jokers are trying to pass as many bills, and they want. Uh, they know they're not going to get past the governor's desk. It's going to get vetoed, and that's what they want. They're just wasting everybody's time. But I will say this again. You've got lawmakers right here in Arizona who want to give a teacher a three, two, three-year jail sentence. And you wonder why there are 3,000 openings. You wonder why there are 40 kids in your, in your, in your, in your, 
in your your kid's uh, class is because we we if you're why would anyone want to be a teacher? It's getting harder and harder. Why would anyone want to do it? And you know what? More of them are leaving. More of them are leaving. And it's because you've got these politicians who just have zero respect for what teachers do. And shame, shame on them. And you know what the result of that is? We have a 75% graduation rate in Arizona. That's one of the lowest in the country and going the wrong direction. Right. We have 40% of kids passing English, 33% passing the math test, well, we shouldn't 24% talk about that stuff, really. passing science. Why, why would we talk about that stuff when we can talk about uh, critical race theory right, or that's not social happening. emotional learning or right. books that aren't being handed out? Yeah, it's really silly. It's really silly. Uh, all right. So uh, that bill won't go anywhere. And these two guys know it. But I just don't I, I don't know. They're just not very bright. And they're, they're not the they're, we have not put our best foot forward with these two guys. Uh, we should be uh, we should be building our teachers up. We should be celebrating the fact that they're making no money, but they still are working to try and get your kid the best education. But what do we do? We try and try and knock them down every single time we possibly can. That's disgusting. It's disgusting. All right. How about some five spot wise, man? Uh, five spot where we're going to put five of you on the spot about a news story everybody's talking about. This one's an easy one. Uh, call us if you frequent restaurants, maybe once or twice a week. 602-277-KTAR. 277-5827. You frequent the restaurants maybe once or twice a week. We've got a really interesting thing that's happening at restaurants, and we're going to pick your brain about it. Five spot coming up next. And Chad. Brought to you by Parker and Sons. Heating, cooling, plumbing, and electrical. A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. All right, we're going to put you on the spot about a news story everybody's talking about. There's a new study, and it and it, it says, listen, this is, this is what we prefer at a restaurant. It's either the regular menu or the QR code. So, wise man, you know, you take your phone, you, you point it towards that, that square thing with black stuff in it. They put it on the table now. They do. Yeah. So, so do people who go to a restaurant prefer the QR code or do they prefer the paper menu? We've got a study that says it's very one-sided. So let's put it to the test. We've got people who like to eat that go to a restaurant. All right. So let's start with Brett in uh, Gilbert on KTAR. Uh, Brett, QR code or the regular menu? What do you like? Oh, regular menu all day. Now, why is that? Uh, you know, I mean, the thing is, uh, the whole QR code obviously came around during COVID, but um, I, I, I don't know. I mean, it's, you know, it's one of those things. Do you like to have it physically in your hands? Uh, you know, for me, a lot of the time I use my phone for work. Sometimes my phone's dead, and if I don't have my phone, I don't have my menu. I like it. All right, Brett, good stuff. All right, so we got uh, regular I menu. If, I don't know if the QR code came around in COVID or if it just took off in COVID. Oh, I think it, well, either way. It went to a new level. Yeah. Andrew and Mesa, you like that QR code or a regular menu? Oh, Andrew, don't be so shy. Come on, Andrew, Come be on. ready when we call for you. Come on, don't be so shy. Uh, let's see, who else we got? <laughs> Judy in Phoenix on KTAR. Okay, Judy, hey you there. like regular menu or the QR code? Regular. Why? For sure. Because I like to, I like to read it. I like to see the description. Mm. I don't always have my phone on me. We're actually heading out to a restaurant now. You don't have um, your phone right now? 
No, I, sometimes I don't have it when I go to a restaurant. It's too small. Because I was wondering, so how are you calling me? On a phone. <laughs> Where are you going? What? Where are you going for dinner? Uh, we're going to... We're going to Red Lobster. Ah, fantastic! You can have some lobster. Okay, let's get. Let's I'll bet get. they have paper menus. There. Okay, uh, let's see. Just we're we've got a new study, and it talks about do people like the regular menu, the paper menu, or the QR code? So far, uh, we've got uh, regular menu winning. Paula in uh, Glendale. Hello. Reg- regular. Can you hear me? I can hear. You. Can you hear me? <laughs> Sorry, out of my car. Hello. Are you in the car on the way to dinner, like Judy? Like his caller said, this is not going. Oh well, my God. Out right. You know what? I don't know what's going on with some. It's happy hours. What's going on? Paul's flying down the freeway on the uh, way to dinner. How about Michael and Maricopa? Mar- uh, Michael, regular menu or QR code? What do you think? Regular menu. All right. Everybody's saying regular. That's, Why? That's because it's easier to navigate on a regular menu than it is on your phone. Sometimes I have to pull out my glasses just to read everything on the. My phone, so so it's about the size of the menu for you. It's, it's more convenient. All right, interesting. All right, I'm just going to punch one of these up here. I don't know who this is. Oh, just a random caller. Hi, you're on KTAR. Do you like the Q- QR code or do you like the regular menu? Uh, regular menu. And why? Uh, I got my phone out enough of the time, and it's honestly kind of hard to see stuff on the screen menu. Everything's right there. You can glance around really quick. Okay. All right, um, this is what I'm hearing, uh, wise man. Uh, people can't see. I'm not kidding you. And by the way, uh, 49, I'm right there. I got a tough time <laughs> seeing to up it. close again. Yes. The QR code's not doing it for you? Listen, I, you, t- you can do the QR code, but I'm going to look at my phone and I'm, gonna, I'm probably going to put it pretty far in front of me or I'm going to have the person on the other side of the table hold it so I can read the damn thing. All right, so we went through a, a bunch of calls. Everybody said the regular menu, not the QR code. The survey that we're talking about on what we prefer shows 88% wow. prefer paper menus wow. to the digital QR codes. I, I find, you know what, I'm just going to say it. There's some old people who are in, a, and I'm, when I say old, you're like, you know, 70, 80, right? You're in a, you're in a restaurant and I, I watch them try and do the QR code and it's like, they don't you, get it. You can make that spoon bend easier. Yeah. That you just can't, they can't do it. They can't figure it out. There's a technological divide. Right. They're, they're, they're like putting their light on. No, don't put your light on. That's it. Should I take a picture of the QR code? No, don't take a picture of it. Did I just order the food on my phone? No, right. you just looked at it. But in all honesty, <laughs> a lot of the restaurants use the QR codes because they have to keep changing their menu prices. Oh. And it's easier to do that than to print out all these menus. That's a good point. You know why I don't like the QR code? Because when somebody's using their phone to look at the menu, right. I don't know if they're looking at the menu and they're invested in what we're doing or if they're on TikTok <laughs> or Twitter right. or texting somebody. It makes it's you think, engagement. It makes you think you're being ignored. Yeah. The QR code makes the wise man think he's being ignored. I'm typically ignored. But Becky Lynn, do you like still. the QR code or the um, regular menu? Regular menu, 100%. I don't really care. You don't care? No, I don't care. Well, Give me some food. Give me a menu. I'm going to pick something. I'm going to shove it in my I feel face. Like the menu is almost an appetizer. You got the pictures yeah. and all that kind of what's your appetite. Yeah. So. yeah. Here's the other thing. And I know we got to go. If I use a regular menu, I have to go and wash my hands after that because a bunch of people, they, you know. Eh, Why well, you keep hand sanitizer with well, you? Well, I don't do the hand sanitizer stuff anymore. It made, made my hands all crunchy. So it's awful. This is the guy crunchy. who wet wipes a banana. Yeah, I know. I only no. did that during COVID. <laughs> and it wasn't my finest moment.
All right. Uh, thanks, everybody, for the calls. Coming up next, uh, four traveled into Mexico. Only two escaped with their lives. Oh, but what happened to the fifth person? That's right. There was a fifth person in the car. Next. you're thinking of ditching those glasses and the contacts you should look into king lasik now and get both eyes just 3500 bucks with this two thousand dollars savings and zero percent financing for 24 months away see lasik with dr king is only 146 dollars a month go to kinglasik.com slash arizona for complete details all right that's the wise man he's in for a chat chat will be back monday so let's get into the update on the situation uh, in Metamoros, Mexico. That's where four Americans went into Mexico and only two came out. Man, I'm telling you, this is just a crazy story. You know, from finding out why they went there for a tummy tuck. Finding out where they actually went. Well, they went to a place that's one of the most dangerous places in the world. Um, it's compared to North Korea and Afghanistan. I wouldn't go there. No. No. So we we move even far, further into the story about these four people. They blew past a checkpoint. And the checkpoint apparently was a cartel checkpoint, which I've never heard of. But you know what? That happens in, in bad parts of the world. There are, there are checkpoints with bad people there. Uh, it's not a police checkpoint. It, no, it was a cartel checkpoint. And they saw people up there with guns and they were stopping people and they decided to blow through it, which, again, you're just asking to get killed. So now we find out there was a fifth passenger. All right. So there were four. Where is the fifth? Who is the fifth? Where was the fifth? New details emerging about the Americans' trip before they crossed into Mexico for a cosmetic procedure. A fifth person traveling with them, Cheryl Orange, left behind in Texas because she didn't have the proper ID, speaking out to CNN overnight. She hit me up and asked me to join her, to accompany her, and we we began the road trip. I didn't have proper identification, so I couldn't join her to go across to the border, which left me back at the hotel. The group then going on without her. Okay, so what? You you remembered your toothbrush and a change of clothes, but you didn't remember your passport? It's kind of the one thing you need to get across an international border. Yeah, I, I don't get it. So this lady was what? Let out at the border? Well, she said they left her at the hotel. Okay, they left her at the on hotel. On the American side right. of the border. Okay, so so from what I understand... Wasn't this supposed to be four people going in and dropping off the woman to get a tummy tuck and then leaving Mexico? Yeah, Cheryl Orange, the woman who got left behind, she later told the, I think it was the Associated Press in a text messages, that her three friends were going to drop off the fourth friend. They were going to drop off the woman getting a tummy tummy tuck. And they were going to come back, she understood, come back within to the hotel. 15 minutes. Yes. Because okay. it's not far over the border, so right. you just go, drop so, them off, come back. Did she get nervous when it was about 30 minutes and nobody came back? Or was it 24 hours? It was almost 28 hours. Yeah. So, so they left 8 a.m. Friday was the last time she says she saw or heard from them. All right. So 8 a.m. Friday. And, and she then, called the police at 1240 p.m. So we'll, just after noon. We'll say 1 p.m. On Saturday. Saturday. Okay. So that's so she, 29 hours almost? So this lady sat in a hotel from 8 a.m. Friday 
to 1 p.m. Saturday and said, you know what? They were supposed to be back 15 minutes ago. I kind of don't believe this. I don't know, man. This is a weird story. If you Okay, let's say you did forget your ID and you do have to stay at the hotel. Okay. Your friends are going across the board. They should be back in 15 minutes. Yeah, I think if to it's To your a, point, if it's hour, a half hour, an hour... I'm at least a little concerned, but I'm like, all right, it's been an hour. Maybe they just got maybe they got stopped at the border or something. Twenty eight hours later, she decides. You waited till the next day. I think there's something wrong. If I get to six six o'clock and the sun starts going down, yeah. If you're going to bed, then I'm calling the cops. Steve, if you're going to bed that night and your four friends aren't back, I can't sleep. She may have gotten a very good night's sleep. There's no one else in the hotel. I just don't this understand. Reeks, dude. This it, story reeks. It just doesn't. It, there's something not right here. Either you know they did no research on this part of Mexico whatsoever, which maybe is the case, or they went to Mexico for a different reason. I don't know, but we've got two dead Americans, and this was very avoidable. It really was. I said it as soon as this came out. Google this part of Mexico. And there is not a single person in their right mind that would ever want to go there. With with what you read as soon as it pops up. It doesn't take a lot of time to research. You don't have to go to a library anymore to do that. You can use your phone. And you can find out it's a death trap. Yeah, and the they other, still went. The other thing that feels wrong to me... Mm. So, like, I just Googled the name of the woman that we're hearing about, the fifth person. Her name is Cheryl Orange. She does a hit on CNN today. She's been talking to local TV stations. I don't get that. You just went to the border, made all these mistakes, embarrassed yourself. Your friends die on the other side of the border, get killed by the cartel, and you're on CNN talking about it? What good comes from her speaking? That's my point. I don't get it. Maybe she wants to shed light on the details of the trip because she hears rumors that people are saying, hey, I don't know, maybe something else happened. Or trying to rid herself of any sort of guilt maybe. or... or maybe. It's a, responsibility? It's, it's odd, man. I don't think we've heard the last of this story. No, this is one of those ones where you, you know a little bit at the beginning and right. then you learn something new every day for two weeks and it just keeps getting worse and worse and worse. Yeah, not good. All right, coming up next, there's a, there's a massive, uh, well, it's an asteroid. It's going to whack us on uh, Valentine's Day of 2046. Oh, let me mark my calendar. So how do we know that? And how big is this asteroid? Uh, this is, uh, this is weird. It's next. This is the Gatos and Chad show. All right, Becky Lynn's up in 10 minutes. She's got, uh, five o'clock KTA, our news expansion. 15 minutes, by the way, 15 minutes of commercial free nonstop news, traffic and weather, uh, with the award winning Becky Lynn. All right. So. Uh, the world's going to end in 2046 on Valentine's Day. <laughs> oh. <laughs> right? So we've got uh, smart people from NASA. And basically what they're saying is, yeah, an asteroid's going to hit the uh, the planet. It's pretty big. They're not saying it's a it's a it's going to, you know, end uh, humanity. It's uh, not a world I added, killer. I added that, wise man. Oh, okay. I added that just for for spark. A little extra color little on extra. the story. Yeah. But it's the the the, the rock is apparently the size uh, of 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 an Olympic-sized swimming pool. 
Now, that's a big pool. Yeah, I've that's, seen those. Those not, are big. It's not the pool you have in your backyard, okay, out here in the valley. Something like 50 meters long? Hey, will you look that up? See how big it is. What, the asteroid or the pool? Not the asteroid, oh, though. Okay. Actually, I'm going to see how the pool. How big? Right. How big is a... How big is the pool, an Olympic-sized pool? Okay, I'll look at if that... They're 50 meters long, 25 meters we, wide. Can we do yards? Because then I, I can mean, compare it to a football kind of like field. yards. Because the meters... Now you're getting into math, and I don't, I don't want to do that They're stuff. two meters deep. I don't know what that means. I don't either. know how deep Thank the you, Lynn, Do you know how deep two meters is? What does that look like? Do you have any idea? I like don't get Six this feet, stuff. I think, or something. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe, it's maybe. terrible that we don't know the metric system. I don't know the metric system. I'm supposed to. Uh, I'm we not, don't teach it. I'm not embarrassed by that. I haven't been in school in a long time, and I don't know what a meter is. <laughs> These pools hold 2.5 million liters of water. Well, I don't know liters either. Gosh. Right. So I find it fascinating that, first of all, we can we can detect that there is an asteroid out there that's massive, number one. And then number two, we actually know when it's going to hit Earth. That's it's That's unbelievable to me. That's unbelievable that we can actually do that in this day and age. So in, in saying that, now, now, now it's going to be, you even have to date, wise man, you got 2046. Yeah, let's make sure we put that on the schedule for the newscast in 2046. <laughs> but it's asteroid. But it's amazing. We know the exact day and year that this is going to, now it's not necessarily 100% going to hit us. But they say the odds are like, what, one in 500? That's pretty good. Yeah, so... Like, if they said it's one in a billion, I'm like, eh, we'll be fine. Yeah, what are the odds of that? It's like winning the lottery. Uh, if it were to hit Earth, they are comparing it to the 1908 Tunguska event, which, of course, we all remember. Um, I had to look it up. Basically, in 1908, an asteroid similar to this, about 50 meters wide, okay. hit the middle of eastern Siberia. Now, there's not a lot going out in, going on in eastern Siberia. Supposedly, it killed about three people. It left a giant area of about 80 million trees just completely decimated. How many? 80 million trees. About Gosh. 800 square miles of forest just leveled. Now, if that happened in the middle of a populated area, it's a, now we're talking about a mass casualty event. Right, right. So how do you stop it is the thing. You've got 23 years to figure it out. Well, we just did that whole DART experiment where we oh, launched yeah, a ship that? to crash into an asteroid to change its trajectory. The earlier, I would assume the earlier you do that, the further away the trajectory gets from Earth. I have no idea. We don't want to wait until the last minute, is my point. I don't want to wait until 2046 in January. Because if it's going to hit, you know, on February 14th or whatever uh, Valentine's Day is, you know, you want to get rid of that. You want to get rid of that rock up there as quick as possible. What's Ben Affleck up to? Can we call him Bruce Willis? I just think it's fascinating. Are they doing anything? I think it's fascinating that we actually know that something could hit us out there. And we have, you know, the technology maybe to nudge it in a different direction. And I'll bet you in a couple of years, they'll be able to tell us exactly where it would hit. We don't know where it would hit. No, we don't know. We don't know if it will. All right. All right, Scandals and Chad Show. Stick around.